This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Nerdificent. How is everybody doing? It's your boy, Ippy Wadiway, and not sitting across from me because she's doing big boss things. Uh, Danny Fernandez is out, but today I am joined by a wonderful guest. You may have seen her controlling people's lives in The Sims. You may have seen her do trying to have a hundred babies. Uh, she's a good friend of mine over with me over at BuzzFeed Multiplayer. You heard me talking about it on the pod while I was there our day. Today, we have Kelsey and Peach K. How you doing? Hey, hey. I'm doing well. Thank yeah. you for having me on the pod. Oh, man. No, of course. You know, the moment uh, we knew, uh, and people have been asking for Harry Potter for a while, Ooh. but I was like, all right. I know. The moment I met you, I was like, okay. Uh, well, we funny story. We met way before we actually met officially, and huh? when you held Naomi for that Ned video <gasps> yeah. years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always forget. Yeah, I, that did, was I was so, thing. like, Aurora was so, she was like, she held Naomi, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, that I was a photos. long time ago, and yeah, no, you held Naomi. Yes, and then, she was my everything that day, <laughs> it was the best day of work, I was an intern still, I know. and I, they were like, oh, do you want to help on this shoot, you can hold a baby, and I was like, yes, I want to <laughs> hold yeah. a baby, and she was the sweetest and the chillest baby, she was oh, yeah. not fuzzy at all. That's a she was she was more chill as a baby as she got older and you know garnered her attitude. Now she wants things a certain way, and if she doesn't get it, you know she'll let you know. But <laughs> before we jump into the wizarding world of Harry Potter, <gasps> which I feel like is the only way to say it now that we have so many wizarding world. <laughs> I know. Uh, what are you geeking out about this week? Oh well, this week there's only. One thing to really well, there's a couple. There's actually a lot to geek out about right now, which is like amazing. Yeah. But the the main thing that I'm geeking out about is Game of Thrones, and also uh, about the Game of Thrones writers being. <laughs> it was it signed on to write the next trilogy. Oh of man, what there couldn't Star have been Wars a bad w- timing. Yeah, the worst <laughs> timing to announce them writing 
anything. <laughs> I know. I was I like, would've... I saw that. I was like, uh, and the, the first tweet below it was, of course, that Darth Vader gif. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I know. Can you, like, even if you don't watch Game of Thrones, just off of the fallout alone yeah. as a Star Wars fan, you had to be like, no, 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 please. No, 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 no. But I mean, I'm a fan of both, so it's yeah. just a double day. Yeah, you're like, ouch, me. ouch. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. man. Yeah. Big news. Uh, for me, I mean, it's, you know, as we get closer and closer to uh, E3 and the, there's the best more holiday of the year, yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> we had the announcement of the new Ghost, uh, Ghost Recon, yeah. which I was a big fan which, of Wildlands. Well, that was spoiled, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I loved point. that. Uh, got Breakpoint, and it looks a lot smoother, a lot better. And then we had the new raid for the Division drop, which is going to be mm-hmm. dropping. Well, it will be out by the time this is out, uh, which will be next Tuesday. But so. Lots of fun stuff in the video game space. As far as movies, I saw Detective Pikachu. I really enjoyed I it. Seen it yet. Oh, it's very. I cute. really, really want to see it. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. By once again, by now, the uh, Who Shot You podcast that I did last week is out to where you see me defending my boy Pikachu to two folks who weren't the basically who is coming for Pikachu. People who aren't into Pokemon. Who is <laughs> Pikachu? Yeah. But it, I had a good time, and I my review for it was: if you are a Poke fan at all, backflip into those seats. You're in for a wild, fun ride. Oh, I can't wait now! Yeah, I've been for waiting for a free it. evening to go see it, and I have none. I know because I'm too busy crying over the remnants of my PC. Oh man, yeah, but, that's what a what a wild ride that's been. Yeah, my my whole Discord was trying to help. They, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, they're like, has she tried this? Has she tried this? And then we're like, yeah, we did it all. And I now- had like f- several different people come in. I had me on the phone with other people. I was like on the phone with the company, and then the company's like, can you break open this part of the PC and show it to me? And I'm just like, at that point, I'm like, you know what? No. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you, and I'm gonna let you do that. Inside. I do not want to. Also, the case is not super useful, like for yeah. certain sections. I oh, was yeah. like, need to get a better case next time around. That's that's the thing is, uh, you know, PC gaming is like expensive Legos. But you know, oh, when when God. the Legos fit, they fit, and when oh, they good. don't, it's like oof. When they don't, you step on them, and it hurts, bro. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> so let's uh, hop into our plane, uh, our wizarding plane, and fly over to London. And then through London, go to a train station and yeah. go to a platform. What's the platform? Are you serious? Of course I'm serious. I'm, I'm <laughs> nine and three quarters, nine bro. Nine and three quarters. I was, I was going to say nine and three fifths, so I'm glad I asked. Ouch. Big, <laughs> look, big oof. Look, I was on the Harry Potter train for the, the movies. The Hogwarts Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the movies. <laughs> Oh, that was very good. I'm Thank glad you. you caught that. I would have felt that. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of there's puns all, I'll miss. There's but one. There's, I'll miss a pun and people will uh, tweet and be like, why didn't you say this? And I was like, why didn't I say that? Uh, but yeah, no, I was more of a movies follower along guy. Uh, but it, I did see it take over everyone around me. And, you know... It, when you think of where Harry Potter started and then how long it came from Deathly Hollows, because I remember people reading it when I was like in high school, maybe even mm. before that, and then people reading Deathly Hollows when I was no was out of school. Mm. So that's a long running book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually grew up with it. My mother uh, first purchased the book. I I believe in 
what what was it? It's uh like 1997. Yeah, I believe it, like when she first published it. Uh, so I was quite young and couldn't read that long of a book myself. And so she read it to me. And I eventually, as I got older, could read them myself for myself. So my mom would actually read all the Harry Potter books um, to me, like the first two or three. Oh, man. And then, uh, and then I started reading them and we'd have to like trade off who had the book. So like at a certain point. That also like means like Harry Potter has that like strong nostalgia bomb yeah. too. Like yeah. that that's uh, awesome. I, I we'll jump into the nitty. Uh but start well, first we're gonna start with the gritty, which is the fact that Harry Potter is a series of fantasy novels written by British author J.K. Rowling. The novels chronicle the lives of a young wizard, Harry Potter, and his friends Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley, all of whom are students at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The main story arc concer- uh, the main story arc concerns Harry's struggle against Lord Voldemort, a dark wizard who intends to become immortal and overthrow the wizard governing body known as the Ministry of Magic. I'm gonna stop you. Intends to become immortal. Yeah. He kinda already Yeah, he, he kinda is, is at the beginning of that yeah, story. The, yeah, it seems like I think his goal is to like become all powerful, but he kind of has reached immortality in in a sense. Yeah, because he he kinda is bouncing around pretty like uh, his for, main goal is the Deathly Hollows, which we later learn. Ah, and that's when we know ha, ha, But that's ha. like conqueror of death. So uh, I guess yeah, okay. I'll I'll let it pass, but I was just like, but no, I mean that's just the basic <laughs> ninny, and I think yeah, the yeah. best way to kind of like jump into this will be kind of book by book. I think okay. that's the the easiest way, the sure, smartest sure, sure. way. But before we even get into all of that, okay. and while I, you know, kind of arrange those notes, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your experience with Harry Potter. So you said you kind of grew up, you know, with your mom reading it, and yeah. it kind of. What was the point where you like? Because you know, as nerds, we know there's that difference between like when you're like a fan of something, and then you become super fan, and you're like, "Where's that sweet content outside of the stuff?" Yeah. What was that you from the beginning, or was there a point where you're like, "Oh no, this is most certainly my thing." I think I don't know. Harry Potter has felt like I can't even remember really. I really can't remember much a time in my life where I wasn't in love with Harry Potter. Like I loved reading very young. My mother taught me to read. Um, before school started like so like books and words were a thing that I was always really connected to and uh, Harry Potter was the big like the first big fandom or world that I dove into and fell in love with the first immersive world for me Uh, so I I can't really say when the when the moment was I think it's just more like when the internet started becoming so like when the internet became accessible to me is probably when I started kind of diving further into the fandom like community wise uh because i was like oh my gosh people love this as much as i do but as like a kid i had beanie babies and played out my own fan theories of harry potter where i shipped harry and Ginny really early and they were like Ginny was like this lion beanie baby and harry was like this dog beanie baby you know <laughs> he's gotta be a dog he's like loyal and sometimes a little dumb but we well, that was like a moment, like the Beanie Babies and yeah, stuff like that that. that. that dates that dates the moment and also dates me. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like my I had I I remember the first time I like got my hands on like a camera to like film stuff. I filmed it was right around the time of 
Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was was cool. So oh, I yeah. made I rewrote it and did a quiz show called Who Wants to Be a Wizard? And me and my cousin did it, and it was a Harry Potter quiz show about so, Harry Potter. I did so, Harry Potter board games. Like my, I think my family like loved how much I loved it. So they always just kind of like yeah, let me let me have all the stuff. Like my, I have like a vintage Harry Potter uh, cup, like mug that's like cracked with Hedwig on it, and has the original book art, which is super hard to find stuff like that now because most of the art is movie based. Um, but yeah, man, oh man, I, I can't even remember when it happened, but I I know the deep the deepest moment was when I started doing Harry Potter um, of role playing online role playing, which is yeah. like uh, RPG. So it's it's like um, it's like writing fan fiction but collaboratively online. So I would be like one character at a time, and another person would play the other character, and you'd write like a fic together almost. Yeah, um, it's not dirty. It's just nerdy (laughs) um but yeah and i always loved playing the marauders area that was kind of my area of expertise i loved that uh you know 1970s 1960s young young hip lads in the in the end of the world apocalypse moment of the wizarding world so good anyway i got real deep yeah yeah so Let's kick it all the way back, and we're going to start with the first uh, Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and mm. the Sorcerer's Stone, known to us in the U.S., mm-hmm. India, and Pakistan, uh, and everywhere else as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. The book comes out in uh, 1998 in the U.S., and uh, it originally came out in June 26th of 97 in the U.K., uh, and I was like, that, that's why I was quiet for a second. I sure. went down a wormhole to really delve into this Philosopher's Stones versus Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, they didn't think it would sell yeah <laughs> that was a rowling suggestion little kids yeah jk's always been pretty pretty on top of that kind of stuff like jk even came up with that moniker yeah. because she thought that men like male writers would mm-hmm. not sell as well and she decided upon harry being the main character as a boy because mm-hmm. she didn't think it would sell as well yeah she's been very much uh one of those types of people to kind of like Try to be playing the system. I guess. Yeah, but if you, it, it's it's interesting because that is like the interesting game. What I kind of compare it to is uh, Shonda Rhimes and Grey's Anatomy, where mm-hmm. like you know Shonda Rhimes wants to create these story about stories about black women, but first she created the successful story led by a white woman, and then sprinkled people of color and you know uh, diverse you know. Uh, sexualities around this character and now she makes you know how to get away with murder because now she has solidified herself Mm, but also in the end she didn't budge in the sense that this was just powerful women across the board and she was able to make that happen Uh, and the reason I say that is I can now that I've never kind of known that Mm. but you kind of feel it when you read or watch Harry Potter because Hermione's the only capable person. Yeah, All the oh, boys yeah. around They're her are carrying, dumb. Her back is tired from carrying <laughs> yeah. these two dumb lads. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she is really <laughs> the, the, whole the school hero. in the second book. Wait. Yeah, the second book would have the whole school. I had to fact check myself. Sometimes <laughs> I get passionate and we'll just say things and I'm like, wait, am I right? Uh, the whole school in the second book would have shut down. If not for freaking Hermione Granger being in that library doing 
God's work. She's <laughs> like, look, I got to do the work. Like, <laughs> She's willing to put in the time. Thank God these two idiot boys were forgiven by her in the first book. And she decided to take pity on them and befriend them after they mocked her. Because otherwise, the whole wizarding world would be dead. Yeah, and that's yeah. how it's, I believe it. I mean, that's true. <laughs> she had to school all these dudes. Uh, but yeah, we had, uh, we had the book. So... The book, I actually did read uh, Sorcerer's Stone. And yeah, the book uh, follows just the inter- general introduction of Harry. We mm-hmm. see that he's living, uh, you know, a life. He's a with really the, abused yeah, life. Yeah, he is the kid under the stairwell yes. living with the Dudleys. Dursleys. Dursleys. Dudley's the son. Uh, oh, Dudley's the son. Dudley Dursley. Well, alliteration. <laughs> what a good name, right? Okay, yeah, there was Dudley. Uh, and then there's the Dudley boys in the WWE. Get the tables! Uh, you know. That... Wow, you just dipped into another fandom <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know nothing of. I <laughs> was know, like, ah, he goes along. You go where I cannot follow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm essentially just every t-shirt site on the internet. I'm bringing all the fandoms together and making it one. You're like Sherlock Hoovian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sherlockian. What is it again? Oh, uh, which one is it's that? It's like supernatural Sherlock in oh. Doctor Who, and there's a term for it, and I forgot the term. Well, um, someone will tweet sometimes at us. Yo, they will. They'll yeah. be like, it's this, and I'm like, ah, shut up, no. <laughs> well, now we do. No. But yeah, so he's with the Dursleys. They're treating, it, it's kind of like when you really, t- and I think- When you I break were, it down, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, like it's your dead sister's you know, son, and you hate him? There, well, there's a lot of backstory as to why. Oh, really? Actually. And is this in yeah. mainline book stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, is mainly. it? Is it? Oh, wait. Is it because they eventually you find out she's jealous of her sister because she yeah. was a wizard and she yeah. isn't? And she yeah. like wrote a letter and got rejected. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, what book do you find that out in? Uh, wow. Uh, testing my. <laughs> I know, sorry, I'm asking the. I'm the not as good at like this isn't this and this yeah. isn't that. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's near the end. I think it's like probably book six or seven that okay. we find that out. But yes, he's he's being abused. They he's essentially a slave for this family. Yeah. And then, and then like that tidbit of information that Kelsey just uh, leaked to you, you find out is oh, yeah. why. Spoilers. Sorry. Uh, well, but you find out that's why when. The invite comes. They know what it is right away. Oh, yeah. She And try to stop it. They do not want Harry to become a wizard. Well, I also think that part of it, too, it's never explicitly said, but, like, the wizarding world took her sister away from her. Like, she she was very deeply impacted by, like, what happened and... And the fact that they, she, her sister died while they were, like, fighting and, and, like, in this war. And she's just like, you know what? F that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're pretty terrible to to Harry but I feel like she just doesn't have like the she's not like the best person Petunia yeah. but she doesn't have the energy to like change that and her husband's just trash and yeah. everyone just accepts that <laughs> that Vernon Dursley is literal trash garbage. So it's Vernon Petunia yeah. yep. and Dudley. Yeah that's the Dursley family. And that's the Dursley family. Mm-hmm. But eventually fate can't be stopped. No and neither can a giant yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Our boy who we learn is Hagrid busts into the cabin because they move away because they're they that's try to yeah they try to uh escape so the one one fine day when our boy turns 11 uh he gets a letter from hogwarts and they do try to hide it and then uh and so then eventually the letters get more and more persistent there's more and more of them it is quite 
f- funny and magical in the way that they're being presented. And uh, the, the at a certain point, after all else to stop these letters have failed, they decide to just like pick up and leave town <laughs> and like go to like a, they go to a hotel they're found there then they go to a house on a rock yeah that they have to get a, like vernon's insane yeah i hate this man <laughs> and and they go there and uh hagrid bursts in and says what is known to anyone even if you are unaware mm. of what harry potter is you know the line you're a wizard harry a what? <laughs> and a they ship off, off to uh, off to uh, Hogwarts. But heckin' yeah. And and, uh, and so then we go. And how how do I'm I'm being, I don't need to hit you with all this. But then uh, he meets. Does he meet Ron first or Hermione? First? He does. He meets Ron first. Yeah. So he meets. Um. <clears throat> actually, first he meets Draco Malfoy. Oh yeah. Or Rip. Guy. He meets him in, which is very interesting. He meets him while trying to get his robes. Uh, he meets him and he's like the, and Harry doesn't know how to respond because he's just like there. He's in a whole new world. He's like wanting to like make the best of it. And he's trying to, he's like just in a new, the wizarding town, Hogsmeade, he, or not Hogsmeade. He's in Diagon Alley, uh, which is like this wizarding, this small wizarding area of London. And he's trying to get all of his like stuff for school. And so he goes into, um, I think it's glad rags, but he goes into, wow, I'm just going to keep dropping things and people are going to be like, being like, she's wrong, 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 wrong. But anyway, he goes to get his, his robes and uh, Draco's also getting his robes at the same time. And they both haven't been sorted yet. And you can kind of see like the, the difference of status already where he, you know, you know, Draco's just like ordering people around and talking smack about like certain houses and things like that. And kind of really giving uh, a bad impression on Harry. Harry's very astute. You can tell in that scene that Harry is not the kind of kid to be like pushed around, even though he's been pushed around his whole life. Like he's, he's going to in the end, make his own choices at, from his heart and his gut and like what he believes is right and wrong, which is quite cool for an 11 year old. I feel like I was very susceptible to other people's <laughs> opinions. You're like, Oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, I want to be cool. But Harry doesn't care about being cool. He's never been cool in his freaking life. He's like, no, I care about what's right. Yeah. That's why you love him. Uh, but then yes, he meets Ron. He meets the Weasley family while lost. Uh, Hagrid takes an 11 year old boy and decides I'm going to leave him at a train station that's very confusing with a very confusing letter. Typical Hagrid. <laughs> Forgetting those deets. Uh, and uh, I'm going to let him figure you know, figure it out how to get onto this magical platform alone. And so luckily, Harry runs into the Weasley family on the way there. And they're able to help him get onto the platform, which has like a magical twist where it's not you know, just any platform in a train station. It's actually beyond a brick wall. Um that you in between, run into. Yeah, in between two platforms. And so that's actually how he meets, meets Ron is uh, because his Ron's mom is like, oh, my son's your, your age and it's his first time too. Yeah. Look at you. You guys could talk. Yeah, yeah. Be friends. Yeah, be friends, which is great. I feel like that reminds me a lot of like going to school, like the first person you meet that yeah. you're like kind of like, okay, I'm going to stick with you because I don't know anybody yeah. else, especially when you're going to a new school. Um, so yeah. And then they meet Hermione on the train and yeah. she's, she's being bossy and looking for a frog. Yeah. And so then that's when they're like, uh, forget you. And then Draco pulls up on them. Right. And yeah. that's when he, he's, you know, being classist yet again. Yeah. And they team, they team up together. Uh, 
to be like this guy. This he's guy. whack. Yeah, and and Harry and Harry chooses his like makes his colors known and chooses his loyalties. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. What, then we we're gonna fast forward to another one of the biggest scenes in Harry Potter. One of the biggest things known about it is when they get to the Sorting Hat. Yeah, and the Sorting Hat uh, starts to sort everyone. And uh, when the, that hat sort them real young, yeah, like, yeah. Here's your main person, dominant yeah. personality trait, yeah. and your main group of friends. And just through the smell of your hair, I'll know. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he uh, the sorting hat on Harry's uh, head is like, I mean, you might want to be with the winning team, the Slytherins. Like, hey, you know, whoa! First off, he would never say the winning team. Yeah, I mean, but we all know that no, that, no, was, no. that was that uh, was JK's Vito. wink. To everyone was like, just so y'all know, Slytherins, they the tight ones. No, uh, no, no. Are you a Slytherin, Iffy? Of course I am. What? Yeah, win at any cost, whatever the cost. <laughs> that was the tagline of, a, of a, another Gryffindor. famous property. I'm a Gryffindor. Oh. So that's, but, but I took, so so some super nerds out there might, might also know they're hybrid, which it's like you have your first and then you have secondary and then like you have traits of the other two. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of people know their order. Um, of like what their secondary is, and I'm actually a Gryffindor Slytherin. Oh. Um, so so I always make fun of Slytherins, but then I'm like like low key. Yeah, that's you. Still, I'm that's, I'm the very same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 actually like Harry. I'm two sides of of that coin. Yeah. Uh, and I can kind of flip depending on the situation, and I think that's like kind of what Harry deals with at that first um, sorting hat moment is kind of choosing. I think the sorting hat in the end oftentimes isn't like isn't necessarily just about your personality or who you are. It's about what you value and what you put above other things personally. So it's, it's in the end, it's kind of also your choice and the choice is what makes it, um, what makes your house, like what you're going to choose. So if you're going to choose chivalry, if you're going to choose cunning and win at every cost, if you're going to choose friendship, if you're going to choose um, the pursuit of knowledge, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a very cool scene. Uh, it's also like really smart because man, do you want to like rep your squad? Yeah. Like it's the best. It's the best to give a bunch of kids and people in general like uh, a little bit of that. Oh, what a tribalism! Yeah. <laughs> to be like, yeah, my squad. Let's yeah. go. There's a there's a bit of uh, ah here we go. Actually, I got, I got some uh, you know I got some info on houses. That oh yeah, fun Kelsey fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the Sorting Hat song from the first book oh, by heart. Is is it this one? The you might belong in Gryffindor. Well, it begins. You may not think I'm pretty, but don't. But the but but it goes into that. But he has like a full. <laughs> Opening okay. part of the monologue. Okay, well, we're cutting straight to. <laughs> You're doing the yeah, spark yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the spark notes where it starts with You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. Rip. Gryffindor. The house values the brave, courageous, and daring. People sorted into this house also appear to be ruthless and bold. Therefore, can make <laughs> also make rough mistakes. Hey. The animal represents <laughs> Gryffindor as a lion. I feel so attacked right now, and I just came here for a good time. Well, too bad. <laughs> and the house colors are red and gold. It guess. might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuffs are loyal, sweet, and true. All good finders. They are. The finding thing is yeah. from. By the way, the finding thing is not from the books. That's oh, from, really? 
Yeah, the finding joke is from a Harry Potter fan musical. With the guy who eventually ended up in Glee? Megan, yeah. Darren yeah. Chris. I was a Darren Chris, OG Darren Chris fan from the Harry Potter musical, which now I work with someone who worked with Star Kid and helped develop that musical. Oh, wow. Devin from Ladylike. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, such a funny turnaround. But I was like watching that friggin' musical every day. I remember when it popped up because, you know, my ex was a huge Potterhead. Like, I, I went to. Deathly Hollows uh, premiere, uh, like like opening weekend in my Slytherin tie and dressed up in this, yeah. And it was funny. That's why it was funny at the so end good. of Endgame how there's no post credit scene. I it just flashed me back to at the end of the Deathly Hollows part two. The theater was waiting for some kind of post credit scene, and it was nothing. And everyone was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Well, that's really it." Yeah, yeah that's it. And then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, then it was like psych. That's the Psych. wrong number. Now we're doing wizarding world. <laughs> well, they're also the hardest workers, yet the most humble of the bunch. As nice as they are, they are often referred as weak by stereotypes. The animal representing Hufflepuff is a badger. The house colors are yellow and black. No. They're not yellow and black. Really? I don't think so. Look, maybe look. I'm maybe I'm wrong. You might You know what? Right. It actually no, I'm I'm jumping on the wrong train. It's a it's Ravenclaw that always gets messed up. Okay, well then let's see if we mess it up because yeah. or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you're of ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Wit beyond measure is a man's greatest treasure, says the carvings by the statue of Rowena Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw house favors the fair and wise. Their quick-witted manners brings them uh, respect and at the same time mocking. Uh, the animal representing Ravenclaw is an eagle. And the house colors are blue and bronze. Yeah, that's it. Okay. See, a lot of people always say blue and silver, and that ah, is incorrect. But it's actually blue and bronze. Yes, but I jumped in the Hufflepuff too soon because I was like, <laughs> no! And then I was like, oh, no, Kelsey, you... you yeah. Well, to me, nerd. reading this, it seems like Ravenclaw is filled with pedants uh, who uh, are always um actualing you. Uh, so yeah. that's my take. That's why my third is probably Ravenclaw. <laughs> Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends, those cunning folks who use any means to achieve their ends. The House of Slytherin represents cunningness, ambition, and charm. They live to achieve the goals they most desire, but many are consumed by their ambitions, which makes them power-hungry. The animal representing Slytherin is a serpent. The house colors are green and silver. Ah, that that sounds like a good house right there. Probably out of all the four I read. Sounds like the most dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Bum, bum. Everyone in Slytherin uh, isn't evil. Just everyone who's evil happens to come from Slytherin. That's is the not, term. Yeah, idea. yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily true, though. Even the villains in Harry Potter are from a, like a multitude of houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is. They they do say like you know most. It does. You know, they're power hungry. <laughs> the qualities kind of come a lot t- of times from people who are a Slytherin, but that's not necessarily true, actually. Peter Pettigrew being a prime example of this. Mm. Um, not a Slytherin, totally a villain. Yeah. <sighs> so then we go from the sorting house. Now we're in classes, and this is where we meet Professor Severus Snape. Who? Uh, oh, the 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 lore. Yeah. Oh, the lore. Yeah, they meet. They they meet. You meet Severus Snape, and they really make you believe this man is evil. They, they you do really everything. he well also he is like I don't even <laughs> wow hot okay. takes from Kelsey. No, he's not evil, but 
he's an adult man taking out his frustration <laughs> on children. Like, grow up, Snape. Grow up. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's not a cool dude. He definitely seems like he's on the wrong side of the tracks in yeah. the first novel. He's uh, always, always giving Harry a hard time. Really yeah. likes to the fail them in class. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll learn out more about why mm. in later books. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to learn more about the Sorcerer's Stone. And we're going to speed through the rest of the six and give more curt <laughs> explanation. This is the intro book. Yeah, so, sorry. of course, it's going to be thicker. But uh, Well, they actually get opposite. The physical books get yeah, thicker Yeah, the physical books get thicker. But our, dis- <laughs> our synopsis yeah. is about to get thinner. Yeah. But we'll get into all that after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back. How you doing? Did I do a weird thing? Everyone, Matt on Candy Dinner points out the fact that like between breaks when I say we're going to break, like I kind of power down like my eyes close. And, I, <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, and we're back. <laughs> You, you gotta need to, take a moment yeah, to like yeah, breathe. Exactly. Like, okay. All right. And I'm back now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but uh, we're talking Harry Potter. I'm here with Kelsey and Peachy K. Uh, I'm, your last name is very fun to say. Yeah. Uh, and that rhymes. So is Peachy K. Very fun to say. Uh, yeah. But uh, and so are many Harry Potter characters. Yeah. I mean, Longbottom, Dumbledore. It's not Dumbledore, but I said it. I said it the way Madame Maxine says it. <laughs> Professor Dumbledore. Oh, that's a that's a flex when you add extra syllables to people's names. Oh, uh, well, she's French. Oh, the character's French, so oh. she says uh, Dumbledore. It's quite a lot. I love all the. I can mim- mimic a lot of the characters. We're gonna move on. I, I, we don't need all of Kelsey's character impressions. 
All her character um, voices. So we have this description of Severus Stape, uh, which, you know, will be in the footnotes where we got it from. But whether you love him or hate him, or love to hate him, mm. Severus Snape's makes quite an impact in the Harry Potter series. If you're Harry, Snape is a nightmare of a teacher, picking on the boy from the moment he stepped into potions class, and showing clear favoritism towards Draco, Malfoy, and other Slytherin students. And yet, when Harry and his friends thought Snape was the one trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stones, it turned out he was trying to protect it. And every now and again, Snape actually seemed like he was trying to help these kids. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of, you know. What a turnaround in the first novel. Yeah. I You know, I'm going to take this moment to uh, just jam through some of the uh, the people we meet before really going through Sorcerer's Stone. Because we meet Snape. And then yeah. after we meet Snape, who else do we meet? Um, we, we meet Snape, who he's whack. We all know that. Uh, you got I mean, so on here, this is not like according to like order of, of meeting people necessarily. Yeah. But then you we got, get Dumbledore. You got Hermione Granger. You got yeah. Harry Potter, Snape, Ron. Uh, you got Neville Longbottom, who's a fellow classmate. When do we meet Neville? You meet him on the train. Oh, so Neville was also <clears throat> on the train. Hermione, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, he is on the train with he's Hermione. A, so what's interesting most about Harry Potter books to me is that all of these characters are introduced in the first novel with varying degrees of importance. Uh, also, a lot of like subjects are introduced. And it is it is like very interesting how all of these things are later like have really major payoffs and really major um, importance to the plot. Yeah, especially Neville, right? Neville especially really Neville. Ends up so you very important. So you'd think like, oh, he's just like he's kind of like a comedic character at first. He's very much like the kid that like is always blowing stuff up in class and getting things wrong and losing his frog and like you know he does have like a really nice moment where he doesn't want the kids to to leave the uh, the house at night and sneak out and uh, he tries to stop them and Harry, they decide to go anyway. Uh, and so he kind of like tries to stick up to his friends, but he fails. But they ignore him anyway. Yeah. Oh, we almost forgot someone very important. We meet in this book, yeah. which is, uh, is it? Albus Dumbledore. Oh, sorry. Uh, bef- Curinus Quirrell, the dark oh, yes. arts teacher. Quirrell. And the, rotating role of the dark arts teacher that yes. happens throughout the series it's they cursed. really can't they they really can't nail down their dark arts teachers but yeah uh so yeah we meet albus dumber Quirrell, Dumb- you meet um before harry goes to school he meets him in a uh in a bar in a pub yes, with hagrid and they introduce him and they're like oh here's like Professor Quirrell, he stutters a lot. He seems like a very nervous dude. And Hagrid says, oh, he's going to be your, one of your teachers at Hogwarts. Uh, and yeah, he teaches defense against the dark arts. Seems very squirrely and kind of lame in comparison to a, a Snape who's very like menacing and strong and yeah. like pushy and and like just like cold. We got Professor McGonagall, yeah, who is um, the head of Harry's house mm-hmm. and teaches Transfiguration. We have um, Dumbledore, who's the head of the school, yeah, and he's kind of the Harry's mentor. And kind of he, he becomes, yeah, he yeah. kind of, but he's at first seems like this goofy, fun professor dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's very fun at first. Uh, but eventually what happens in the first book is we find out two things. One, Harry's good at, on the broomstick. He's real nice with that yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. He, and he becomes like this star star quarterback. <laughs> just right <laughs> out the, the gate. The silliest game you've yeah. ever heard of with it. Like, so silly. Quidditch. Quidditch is the most 
like even JK Rowling was like, I sat down after a fight with my boyfriend at the time and wrote the dumbest game that doesn't make any sense. You know, despite him. and the funniest thing is I feel like that's what sold the movies. Oh, I feel yeah, like that, seeing those Quidditch scenes, like even if you weren't like involved, you're like, Oh, I need to know what this is about. The it's f- cool. Chasing this golden snitch. Oh, dang. The rules are po- like weird, but the game itself is cool, man. Yeah. It's like violent. It's got like a lot of markings of popular sports that you already enjoy. So you already feel kind of like kind of connected to it where you're like, oh, I can pick. It's like this and this and this mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. And through uh, the first Quidditch match, Harry starts to have issues with his broom. They look over, see Snake, Snape doing some magic, and they think it's him. We eventually find out that it's uh, Quirrell, Professor Quirrell. Yeah, Quirrell was. Um, He was wearing a wrap and on the back. In the the book, was it? It's a turban. It's a turban in the book as well? Yes. Yeah. He unwraps that turban, and who, none other than the name who shall not be spoken, Voldemort, pulling up on the back of his head. Yeah. At the very beginning of the novel, you learn that the reason, so Harry was taken in by his um, his his aunt and her family as a baby and raised by them, and they told him that his parents died in a car crash. You later find out that that is not true. He's a He's a um, wizard and his parents were killed by a dark wizard named Voldemort, but he was vanquished that day mysteriously um, when Harry was a baby and when Voldemort tried to kill him. So he killed his parents first and then he tried to kill Harry. And for some reason, uh, he did not succeed. And Harry ended up with a lightning bolt scar on his forehead. He was delivered to his um, aunt and her family by Dumbledore and um left on a doorstep so like chill um (laughs) and um so then you find out later it is none other than voldemort back from the dead on the back of quarrel's head uh yeah plot twist yeah so and this the the scar is very important because that's what protects harry when quarrel grabs him his skin starts to burn and uh dumbledore reveals that it was his mother's kind of last gift to harry as this charm that protects him yeah it's old magic but it's essentially that so the order goes that voldemort killed the father who was trying to fight him and then voldemort actually was not supposed to kill lily the mother and she sacrificed her life uh, to protect her son. And so that sacrifice that sacrifice was so powerful in her love that it 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 actually did a very old magic that didn't actually need to be spoken of a protection charm on her son. And so then rebounded that spell back onto Voldemort. And that was what uh, kept him from being able to kill Harry. Yeah. And so uh, this all leads to the uh, Sorcerer's Stone being destroyed, Coral left for dead, and uh, we end the school year. Uh, let me let me see if there's any like eventful stuff. Uh, I mean, Gryffindor there's... wins the House Cup. Yeah, accidentally which, rigged. <laughs> it was kind of rigged. <laughs> um, yeah, there. You know, there's a lot of details in every book that's going to come in p- major play later. Yeah. Um, but I think you hit all the high notes. Yeah, and uh, and the one big note is when he goes back to the Dursleys, even though uh, you can't use. Uh, Magic in the Muggles world. He's like, they don't know that. And yeah, it is a rule that you are not allowed as a student to use magic in the Muggle when you're out of school, um, because in you know you're new to it. They don't want them like kind of. There's like a being magic a secret, so they don't want to be outed by a bunch of teens. Yeah, rowdy teens running around with. So then uh, this leads us to the Chamber of Secrets. Woo! 
this one was I remember when I first my mother read this to me. It was much spookier than this first. Yeah. And um the big snake thing was so scary. If you read it now, it's still messed up. The things that snakes get says. Well, not a snake, but we'll get into it. Yeah. But uh and uh my my at a certain point I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, can we read this during the daytime instead of right before bed? Because <laughs> I was spooked. Too spooky for the, you. S- the first of of a dark descent for Harry Potter yep. begins a children's story, ends a war tale. But this is also where we meet Dobby. Dobby Dobby pulls up. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, uh, this opens with a dinner party with the Dursley family that mm. they don't invite Harry to, and Harry's like, "No, he's invited." Oh, oh, he's not. I mean, he is, he is and he isn't. Like he's like there as an excess, like to help serve them. Oh yeah, which is like annoying. Yeah, yeah, but he's like when he serves them, he's like, "All right, I'm out." And then he goes to his bedroom, and he's kind of sad that he hasn't got any cards or presents from his home. He's at school. Oh, you know what? I was I was mixing them in my head. You're right. It's a dinner party he's not invited to. Yeah. Because it's uh, with his boss. Yeah. And he doesn't want any wizard tomfoolery popping off. Mm. So he's like, I don't trust you. And if young Metro don't trust you, you don't get to eat chicken with us downstairs. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's feeling sad in his room and Dobby pulls He now has up. a room. Yeah, yeah. So it, they have noticed, they in the first novel, they were like, oh shoot, they know he's living in under the stairs. So they gave him a room Oh man! after they're found out from the letters. Yeah, yeah. Hilariously. Oh. So that's why he's got a room now. That's such a funny, I didn't even <laughs> catch that. Then Dobby's like, yo, don't come back to Hogwarts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, so Dobby, a house elf, like a little elf man, appears in Harry's room and just is like, you shouldn't come back. Yeah, and he said, I've been taking all your mail. <laughs> yeah, so all of the the summer, Harry feels very isolated. He feels like he made all these like true blue friends in, in Hermione and um, Ron and... He hasn't heard from him all summer. And he's like, dude, you knew that I hate these people. And it's uh, Dobby's like, oh, well, it was me because I wanted you to feel sad and alone and not want to go back. Yeah. It seems like you still want to go to back. So, like, I'm here to explicitly tell you, even though it might hurt me later, which I can't explain, don't come back. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm and still Harry's coming. Like, no. So then he's like, all right, then magic time. And he does magic to frame Harry and get him, try and get him expelled from school for using magic outside of school. Yeah, but luckily Harry is Harry Potter and he's <laughs> famous in the wizarding world. And so he's got an immediate out with the minister for magic who's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, you're Harry Potter. It's fine. You're, you're Harry Potter. Don't you're going to be the first draft pick of the Knicks. Oops. Uh, that was a Zion uh, basketball reference that, you know. I know who the Knicks are. But 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 uh, I was. The first draft pick. Yeah. It's so, yeah. I was, uh, sports sidebar. New, uh, new, uh, <laughs> new nerd of So Zion Williams, uh, Williamson. But he was like, he's the star high school player. And so everyone was so sure he was going to go to the Knicks. But it all relied on Knicks getting the first draft pick in the lottery. And today. It was announced that they do not get the first draft pick. Oh, no. So the Knicks are very hurt. And the whole big thing is the other, like, I mean. Do you really think another team is going to be like, swipe? Well, here's, oh, 100%. Because here's the whole thing. And it's so funny because, like, you know, I, I often say this a lot. 
the parallels between sports fan and nerds are right here. You have fan oh, yeah. theories, which uh, which I'm about to explain one of the biggest fan theories. You have cosplay, which is every time you wear a jersey, you're cosplaying as your favorite player. Yeah. And uh, and you got uh, conventions, which I'll just say are your basketball games. Uh, I mean, yeah, as growing up as a fan of sports and nerd culture, I feel like there's like a similar uh, like feeling of euphoria that you oh, can yeah. get from just participating as a spectator oh yeah and like a joy from like you know get diving into these people's lives and like who goes where and things like that yeah, yeah no i see it and uh fantasy fantasy sports is just competitive fan fiction <laughs> <That's all> that. <laughs> uh so so anyway the big theory was that the knicks wanted um to get zion and this big fan theory was that it was so they can trade uh, New Orleans for Zion for Anthony Davis. New Orleans has the first draft pick now. So not only do they not have that bargaining power, but now New Orleans have Anthony Davis and Zion. So it's been a, so that's the wow. big sports uh, drama right now. Uh, there are, there, there's a, you know, I, there's a few people in the discord who, uh, who are real into sports. So I'm not even going to pretend like no one in, who listens to this care, uh, care, like people do care. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, back to Harry Potter. Yes, love that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uncle Vernon punishes Harry for that. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, they're like, you're not going back. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, Dobby's plan does seem like it's working. Because they put locks on the door. But Ron Weasley. Woo! My guy. No, not even just Ron. The Weasley twins. (laughs) The fave boys. Our young lads. In the whip. And the whip is flying. Oh, yeah. They got a flying car. They got that Ford Anglia, yo, in a light (laughs) blue. And they come up. They, they like, find out. They're like, Harry, we haven't heard from you all summer. I know. We've been sending you letters. We thought they were kidnapped. We thought things were bad. But, my God, are they worse than we anticipated. (laughs) We're breaking you out. There were literal bars on this kid's window. (laughs) Yeah. they, they, uh, they The way they locked it up, it was, like... These Dursleys are crazy. Oh my gosh. It was it was so funny. <laughs> jailbreak Harry. Yeah, which is which is good and because his, and his owl friend, Hedwig. In a weird way, it's the first uh thing in a a like wizarding world kind of story that was relatable because everyone had that moment where your friends break you out where they're like we're, we're gonna sneak you out and this was that <laughs> i've never had to the max experience. i had it once uh <laughs> i was such a goody goody oh, I, I was at home reading harry <laughs> potter <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh so uh, basically they fly the whole car uh the whole car to hogwarts and mm. then we well, yeah. meet the Whomping Willow. Oh, yeah. That's also a very important uh, character for the third book. Oh, which bum, one? Bum. The Whomping Willow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Willow is a character. I thought that was It like, is, yeah. though. It's got a personality, and its personality is of a woman scorned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Willow is here to protect. What to protect? We don't know yeah. yet. But that Willow is packing a punch yeah. and will wallop your car. And that's what it did, and they got in trouble for it. <laughs> they definitely, definitely got in trouble. Yeah, so now they, uh, so they're punished. Ron has to clean the school trophies, and Harry has to help celebrity teacher Professor Lockhart, whose classes are chaotic, <laughs> by Annie. <laughs> he has to address his fan mail. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that teacher. He's all all the like quote villains or like weird characters. They're so good. Yeah. Like he's such a person you know in Hollywood that's like, oh, let me tell you about fame. Let me tell you about fame. And it's like it's like Harry is so much fa- more famous because he defeated the greatest dark wizard of all time. It's yeah. like it's like it's like if, you know, uh let me give it I'm trying to think of an example. Yeah. It what would be a good example of like a care a person that's like historically relevant and a person that's like like a Kardashian is yeah. like, let me tell you about fame <laughs> to like Obama. Yeah. You're like uh, <laughs> it's like I'm going to, I'm going. I'm I would teach even you put, I would even put, put it that the, he's probably less famous than a Kardashian. He'd probably be more like, like uh, Snooky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like Snooky, being like, let me tell you about fame. Yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you about fame. <laughs> So then this is also where we learn the term mudblood, which is a meany term that uh, blood purist, uh, I think that's Draco, Mm -hmm. refers to uh, Hermione. And Harry Potter's like, yo, I don't know anything about wizards, so I don't even know what just happened. And Ron had to be like, some stuff just went down. Yeah, and so you get your first hint of like, well, not even first hint, but you get like a really strong sense of that there's like disparity in the wizarding world it's a, it's a full world it's not just like oh happy rainbows and we're all wizards like there are, there's definitely classism going yeah. on uh and then uh then they then there's uh then like harry potter hears a voice from the walls that no yes. one else hears yes and it says the scariest crap it says like let me rip you let me cut you. Let me kill you. Like, that's oh, this kind of sh- stuff. And he's hearing it from the walls. This kid is feeling like he's going insane. And then he tells his friends and they're like, dude, that's bad. Like, you live in a world where there are talking elves that are small. And we're telling you this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and then they see the writing on the walls, which says the Chamber of Secrets has, uh, has been opened. Yes. Enemies of the air. Beware. Still have to rhyme, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so now uh, people are like, rumors are going around the school about the Chamber of Secrets history. Mm. And, uh, you know. The lore. Yeah. And. And uh, done it. And also, a big note, someone's been petrified. Ooh. During that. The cat, Mrs. Norris. Oh, oh yeah, because she was a cat. <laughs> Mrs. Norris is always a cat. W- which one? Uh, I'm. Mixing up Mrs. Nor- Norris with uh, McGonagall. Because remember, she turns yeah. into the cat all the time. <laughs> and I, I I, think I remember watching the movie and thinking I mean, that there's, happened. There's theories that, that Mrs. Norris isn't really a cat. That Mrs. There's a little bit more to Mrs. Norris than the average cat. Mm, um, interesting. But yeah. But yeah, they uh, discover from uh, Cuthbert Binns, the ghostly professor of the history of magic, that it houses a terrible monster that was created by one of the school's founders, Salazar Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Uh, After a fundamental disagreement with the other founders, uh, Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, and Rowena Ravenclaw, Slytherin believed that students of non-magical parentage should be refused entry to the school. 
uh, during the, uh, and then we have a the Quidditch game pop up after that, and a bludger, one of the balls involved in Quidditch, chases after Harry instead of zigzagging toward any player it can hit, breaking his arm. In an attempt to mend it, Lockhart accidentally removes all of the bones. Like an idiot! In Harry's broken arm, which then requires a skelly grow and an oversi- overnight stay in the hospital to heal. So Harry's going through it. He's yeah, hearing like, things. He can't, yeah, he can't go a year without like having a major accident by an outside source in a Quidditch game. Uh, and then <laughs> Dobby pulls up yet again to say, yeah, this is me. <laughs> Ruining Lord. your life. And Dobby's so cute, but he's like, hey, yeah, I told you not to come. And you and came. And then you came. So and I had to so break your arm. And so then I had to break your arm because I thought maybe they'd send you home. And then they didn't. So I didn't want to kill you. I just wanted you to like kind of like not be able to go to school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's like, why? Why? Leave me alone. I do not want your help. I don't know why you're here or why you chose me. Yeah. Then this leads to another attack happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this happens to Colin Creevy, who is a first year Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Little, yeah. little annoying baby Colin. Yeah. Always taken fanboy of Harry Potter. Then a dueling class is set up for the students because now it's like, all right, well, we got to teach you how to have that thing on you. <laughs> and uh, that's when we learn that. Harry has parcel mouth because a snake pulls up and he just starts talking to him. Yeah, so so Draco uses a charm to like throw a snake at Harry during their duel and Harry instead of like letting the teachers take care of it like they try to, he just like sees that it's going to talk like like come up on one of his his classmates and is like and says like stop. And the reason why he does that is because in the first book, he is he's <laughs> on a fun trip for Dudley's birthday at a zoo. And he oh, has yeah. like a nice, pleasant conversation with, with the a, snake. With a yeah, snake. I totally and then he, forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and so, and so he thinks like this is just because – and weird things happen to him as a kid all the time. And he kept like not being able to explain it. And then when they were like, you're a wizard, he's like, ah, it all makes sense. Yeah. And it's only later that they're like, that's not normal. And he's like, oh, I thought that was a thing wizards do. I just assumed all the weird stuff about me was normal for everybody else. And they're like, no, that's weird. Like to the <laughs> point where people thought – like we're scared because all of a sudden they hear Harry speaking another language that sounds like a snake. And it's very like creepy sounding. And uh, Harry can't explain, like, why he has this gift. But the only other wizard that is known with that gift is, of course, Salazar Slytherin, which makes a lot of people think that he is the one that opened the Chamber of Secrets and is the heir. Yeah, and it starts all the drama. Drama! (laughs) They're just all around the school. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so... This this uh this actually starts almost like big time drama in the school, yeah. you know. Uh, and people there's are more seriously attacks. afraid of him. Yeah, and there's more attacks from this thing, and, there, and people are trying to figure out who who's done it, doing it. Uh, and yeah. then they find a diary that belongs to Tom Riddle. Yeah, in a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they found it in a toilet, and uh, and Tom Riddle was alive during the time of the first uh chamber opening attacks so they want to dive into it yeah and uh and then uh, so they they dive into it and they uh and as you mentioned so ron at the beginning remember when he had detention had to like clean the art like the awards one of those awards was a service to the school awarded to tom riddle and Uh so they were like oh 
that is familiar. There's always those little things yeah. in Harry Potter where they're like, oh, A connects to B. There's so many details, though, so it's easy to be like, huh? Yeah, and then they said that the culprit of the death was none other than Rubus Hagrid. Yeah. Our uh, BFF from book one. So, so dun, dun, dun. The guy. And you're like, no, he could never do this. Yeah. Uh, and then this leads to an attack on Hermione, mm-hmm. and the school is put on lockdown. Yeah. And Dumbledore and Hagrid are forced to leave the premises. Uh, Hagrid left a set of instructions to follow the spiders currently fleeing into the Forbidden Forest, and they do it only to find the monster that was blamed for the attacks 50 years before, a master, a massive spider named Aragog, who mm-hmm. explains to the duo that the real monster is uh, not the spiders. Uh, the real monster is one that, spe- that spiders fear above all others. And when Harry and uh, Ron try to leave, Aragog says they cannot leave because his sons and daughters have not eaten for a long time, and they tried. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, "This is always- oh yeah, like we're we protect our friend Hagrid because he raised us, but like, dude, you fresh Who meat, you? yeah, you're going down." And so they have to escape. And then, luckily for them, that beat up Fort Anglia that transported them to school escaped and was has been living in the wilderness yeah, yeah. since the beginning of the book, and said, helps them get out of jail free. Yeah. Oh. So they get um so they they pull they pull out of there and they find out that the monster is a basilisk and um thanks it, to our girl Hermione. Hermione. And uh and they find out that it uh, kills with a stare, which is a giant snake, which is yeah. why Harry has been hearing these voices and no one else is hearing it because it's because a snake. It's, it's talking parcel tongue to him. Snake language. Uh and Harry uh, figures out from uh, hints that Aragog dropped uh that a student who died during the previous text is Myrtle. And when uh The very Myrtle where we found the diary in the <laughs> toilet. And when Ginny is taken by the monsters into the chamber, they discover that the entrance is in the bathroom they've been using to make polyjuice potion. And Harry Ron and uh, Lockhart enter the chamber, but the <laughs> But the dunderheaded professor, which this is what the article's saying. I love that. Who, refu- uh, who reveals that he's a fraud, causes a rock fall while attempting to erase the boy's memories with Ron's damaged wand. Oh, yeah, because Ron's wand <laughs> is damaged. He takes it, tries to use it. The, the spell blasts him back. Backsfire. Yeah, it's Ron's wand breaks in uh, from the Whomping Willow, hitting yeah. him up at the beginning of the book. And yeah, it's it's uncovered that this celebrity professor actually has done nothing that has made him a celebrity, uh, and and is completely useless in the in the quest to, you know, defeat the evil within the <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. And he's like, I can't have people spilling this tea. <laughs> Bye. But he grabbed the wrong wand and uh, tragically yeah. lost his own mind. Uh, so then Harry ends up injuring the Chamber of Seekers alone to find Jenny and Tom Riddle, who claims to be a, a memory preserved in his diary for the last 50 years. And Riddle shows Harry that his full name, Tom Marvolo Riddle, can be made into the anagram, I am Lord Voldemort. Surprise! Proving that Lord Voldemort is a big nerd. He's like, <laughs> Tom Riddle's like, I wonder what cool thing I can name out of my own letters of my name. Oh, I want to make a new name. I'm like, what kid is like, I'm going to make a new name because I hate my dad's name that I was given. So I'm going to use the letters from my current name to make a new name, which with the words I am in front of it. Yeah. Like, I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> so, yeah, you basically find out that he's been possessing Ginny through the diary to uh, basically do open, his bidding. Yeah, do open. His, open those uh, Chamber of Secrets. 
And uh, Harry's lawyer, Dumbledore, a, in face of Riddle, summons Dumbledore's phoenix, Fox, who arrives with the sorting hat. And Fox blinds uh, the bas- basilisk, allowing Harry to remove the sword of Godric Gryffindor from the sorting hat Ooh. and slay that basilisk. Oh, heckin' um, yeah. It blinds the basilisk. The basilisk is the thing that's been attacking everybody and making everyone paralyzed because of its eyes. Yeah. So... The, it blinded it so that Harry had a fighting chance yeah. against it and wouldn't have to, like, be blind. <laughs> Unfortunately, he does get fatally poisoned by the basilisk. Yep. But Fox's healing tears save Harry, who uses a basilisk fang to stab Riddle's diary. But the diary and Riddle are destroyed and Ginny is restored. Ginny. I don't know why I said Ginny. Ginny's, yeah, life. Because yeah. he was draining her life to yeah. uh, come back to life. Yeah. And Tom now Riddle, they're back. A.K.A. Voldemort. So, yeah, this is two for two. He's tried... Uh, a stone that gives you immortality didn't work. Harry got there in the end, and now he's tried to uh, drain the life out of a child through the memory, his own memory in a book. All right, failed again. And uh, then the students come back to life. Lockhart is discharged because he's a fake, and uh, and we go back to Privet Drive, which is where the Dursleys live. Yeah. Uh, so then after this break, we have what? Four more books left. Yeah, the books are dense, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're so, you're reading a very like detailed summary as well. Yeah, yeah. I I said that we were gonna do a smaller synopsis, and I lied. But yeah. this time, after this break, yes, these synopsis are gonna be way quicker. Yeah, because wait- it just gets less dense the oh, yeah. further in you go. Oh yeah. Uh, wait till you see. See y'all after this break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back 
to Nerdificent. I'm here with Kelsey and PGK, and we're talking Harry Potter. And we're getting through these books, and we're going to make it real fast for this last portion so we can get into the movies, talk about the future, what's going on, and a little fun thing uh, I know that Kelsey did that y'all don't know yet. Uh, you'll know. You'll When I say it, you'll know. Okay. Uh, so next we have the Goblet of Fire. So how does Voldemort come back in this one, Kelsey? It's not the Goblet of Fire next. Oh, but, Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. my bad. So in this one, this story kind of is about Harry comes back to his third year at school um, and uh, there is a he finds that there is a man on the loose that has broken out of big wizard jail. And so that's kind of like the main story is that uh, there's a bunch of creatures called Dementors that are on hunt and they're also kind of like they think that he might go back to the school. Why? We don't know until later when it's uncovered that he is actually he he's helped betray Harry's parents to Voldemort and he's like a big Voldemort fan so he might be coming for Harry to finish the job. So then Harry uh eventually has a face off with this character. It the character does get into Hogwarts. It is revealed the reason why he, he is able to do that is because he can transform into a dog. And then the, but the truth is revealed that actually he never betrayed the parents. It was he was always their friend. It was another one of their friend that betrayed those parents. But then he was framed. Yeah, was it the, the jail. was it the new and dark was, arts teacher? It was Peter Pettigrew that oh. framed him. Ron's rat since book one. Ron's stupid rat <laughs> has because now we're introduced. We we're also introduced in book one two characters that could be um could be animagus that um transform into animals by um. Professor McGonagall, and so it turns out that Ron's rat was an animagus the whole time, and it was actually uh, Peter Pettigrew, the squirrely, horrible person that betrayed his friends and uh, got him killed. Um, the the professor in this is uh, Remus Lupin, who is friends was friends with all of them and kind of helps Harry deal with like a lot of his tragic past, and also teaches Harry how to um, use the Patronus charm against uh, the Dementors because they keep coming for him because he got a lot of sad stuff and Dementors feed off of sad stuff. And so in the end, Harry is reunited with his godfather, who is Sirius Black, the man that was framed for killing Harry's parents. Uh, he saves a hippogriff and hi Sirius Black and hippogriff escape or Sirius Black and uh, the hippogriff escape through a series of misadventures with Harry and Hermione and time travel and uh, but he is not uh, pub publicly announced to be a good guy because Peter Pettigrew gets away. So they're unable to out Peter Pettigrew as the reason that uh, that his parents died. And so technically, Sirius Black, unfortunately, is still on the run by the end of the book. And unfortunately, double unfortunately, uh, there is a prophecy that says that the... Um, the servant of the Dark Lord will return to him, and that is Peter Pettigrew, and he returns to the Dark Lord at the end of that novel. To help. Ah, so he now has a so, helper. So now we, but so, but there wasn't no real Voldemort action in this. No, one. there's okay. not a lot of hot Voldemort action until the end, which is the Goblet of Fire. Exactly. So fun and tomfoolery comes to Hogwarts when they've when when. Uh, in the first, in the beginning, they go to a Quidditch World Cup. It's super fun, and it's kind of like the Super Bowl, but like a big deal. Actually, it's more like the World Cup. I don't know why. I said <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Harry goes to that, but there, during it, there is a dark mark put into the sky, and that was uh, Voldemort's sign. And so they're like, "Oh my gosh!" There's like 
unrest. It seems like he's rising again. Scary. But the minister for magic says, nah, that's not happening. He would never. Uh, and uh, so anyway, they go to school and it's the Triwizard Tournament is announced where they want to like have, you know, you find out there's a, not just a wizarding world in London. There's a wizarding world everywhere. And there's a bunch of different schools, more than just Hogwarts. And three of them come in and they all have like a fun but very dangerous competition that Harry is un like unwittingly added into as the fourth member of what should have been a three person competition. Uh, and they don't know why. And he's also too young for it. And he keeps being put into these dangerous situations and they're thinking is someone coming for him? And so by the end of it, it turns out someone was coming for him. <laughs> he, uh, he's helped out by Mad-Eye Moody, who's the current professor. And the whole time Mad-Eye's like, I'm gonna help you out. And then at the end, it turns out Mad-Eye's actually another uh, Voldemort supporter and was actually doing it so that he would get to the end and touch the Goblet of Fire and be transported directly to Voldemort, who is who has now garnered enough followers back to have them help him with a um, restoration spell. Uh, and they use Harry's blood to restore Voldemort to his former body and also to take down Harry's protection because now Harry's blood is running through Voldemort's veins so he can now touch Harry where he couldn't before without being burned. So the, so the book ends in a bad place. Oh yeah, Voldemort is risen again and Harry has witnessed it, but unfortunately no one else has because he has been transported there alone. Oh my god! And then we are in book five. <sighs> Which is the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Harry's super angsty book. Because <laughs> Harry has seen some stuff. He's seen friends die. He saw Voldemort put brought back to life and he still has to go back to the Dursleys. <laughs> He's like, I'm a grown man. I'm 15. <laughs> I want to be a part of it all. And they're like, no, we can't, we can't tell you anything. And he's like, so he's very angsty. And also, meanwhile, the whole wizarding world is in denial that Voldemort is back. So they keep kind of like throwing him in Dumbledore's name through the mud. They're like, the, these two people are liars. I just really took over these summaries from you. I'm sorry, Ify. No, no, it's all good. No, this is what it's for. People like you who are super hyped can burn through <laughs> this so that I don't spend most of the podcast just reading every nooks and crannies and I get the best parts that like you pointed out. Yeah. So, so one of the things I do remember about Order of Phoenix, that's the name of like the super group, right? Yes. So he finds out the Order of the Phoenix is a group of wizard in the first wizarding war that like got together um, when, you know, it seemed like the ministry for magic wasn't doing enough and also was kind of being infiltrated by the dark wizards known as the, oh my gosh, I'm blinking. The dark yeah, I'll wizards. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. That's why, that's why we. Death uh... Eaters. The dark wizards <laughs> yep, known I as just the Death finished. Eaters. <laughs> led uh, by Lucius Malfoy. Well, or led that's by the Voldemort. new version. Led by Voldemort. But yeah, back in the like day, a, but now... but it, Pretty is, big part of it. He's like a big part of the infiltration into the... Um, the, 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 the ministry. Yeah. But so, so yeah, so, so Harry Potter learns of this old school group. It included his godfather, Sirius Black, like who's on the run, and it included uh, Dumbledore. It included his own parents and a lot of other characters. But now it's also including the Weas the adult Weasleys, and it's including you know a lot of people that um, believe Harry and believe Dumbledore and believe that Voldemort's back. And they're like, okay, it's time to to get the gang back together. 
and do this right. And they're doing it in um, in Sirius Black's family home that was actually Sirius is from a family of dark wizards or of, you know, just like bad people in general. Not all of them were um, technically part of the Death Eaters, but they all kind of were supporters. They were like kind of not the best. Uh, but so anyway, he inherited this house and it's under a lot of like cool old protections, so they can't be found. So that's kind of being the headquarters right now. And Sirius Black is stir crazy because he can't leave the house and he's super bored and honestly, same. Understandable. So, yes. So Harry is like kind of being excluded from this super group because he's young. Yeah. Uh, he's also kind of like really reaching out a lot to Dumbledore for like guidance in this. And Dumbledore is really pulling back. He's not really giving him a lot. He's kind of ignoring him. Harry in this book is also like on trial for a bit of it um, because of he was caught doing magic outside of school grounds to save his uh, his uh, cousin Dudley from Dementors and they're like, what? Dementors aren't running amok doing whatever they want. This couldn't possibly be true. Yeah. You're wrong. And the, that support he used to have from the Minister for Magic is gone because the Minister is currently trying to make Harry look like an idiot because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want Voldemort to be back. No one does. And so they're like, this must be crazy. So it's just like this huge denial. Yeah. So the yeah. whole book is just Harry and Harry kind of feeling isolated. And then it's, we meet Bellatrix Lestrange, right? In this... Uh, yes. Yes, because she pulls up and she kills Sirius. Yes, in this novel, unfortunately. Yeah. Our much Rip. beloved boy. We just met him. Yeah. <laughs> Harry gone. starts having some some bad dreams, um, predictions, and uh one but sometimes he can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. He has kind of always had them, uh, but now it's even worse so and he's kind of thinking, Oh, I can see what Voldemort's up to because of our connection. And so in one of the dreams, it looks like uh, Mr. Weasley is being hurt. It ends up being true. And so then the next dream he has looks like Sir I think someone else is in danger. So he's like, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And so he and his squad of friends uh, from Hogwarts decide to leave to go to the ministry after hours. So there's like no one there uh, to try to stop whatever's going down and it turns out it was a ruse it was like them trying to bait them out and uh and so bellatrix is there she's escaped from azkaban uh actually there's like a massive breakout that it was rallied by voldemort but it was pinned on sirius black and so in that battle sirius black falls and it is unfortunate because he's like harry's big father figure harry yeah. has limited parents yeah <laughs> and so it's very very sad but uh, but it's a sad moment, you know. But Dumbledore pulls up, and then yeah. Dumbledore and Voldemort face ha off. Have a big face off moment, yeah, in the Ministry. And then, I mean, everyone kind of like arrives, and they're like, "Oh, Voldemort is back!" And they <laughs> see him there. They're like, "Oh, he's in the middle of the Ministry for Magic, battling Dumbledore. Like we can't even deny this anymore." Ah, frack. <laughs> <laughs> and then that leads us to Harry Potter. And the Half-Blood Prince. Oh, yeah. And I remember when that was first announced, we were like, who is the Half-Blood Prince? Who is it? It could be Harry. Um, but it's definitely not Harry. Yeah. Yeah. This came out in uh, 2005, too. So yeah. this is, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. It's the, so uh, what goes down in this one? What does Voldemort do now? 
so so yeah so now he is outed uh half blood prince you know what that's one of the ones that came out later that i was like so much less interested because <laughs> these other ones i had years and years and years to reread and yeah. reread and reread and then half blood's prince is kind of like i remember reading it when it first came out i like waited up for it and everything and uh it's you know a lot a lot happens but I think it's just so sad that I block out a lot of it. So I might need your help a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Dumbledore picks up Harry from his aunt and uncle's house, hoping to escort him to Burrow, uh, to the Burrow, uh, home of Harry's best friend, Ron, and his large family. But then on the way, they make a detour to the temporary home of Horace Slughorn, former yeah. potions teacher. And then Harry uh, helps persuade Slughorn to uh, return to teach. To uh, teach potions, which is interesting because... Up until now, the only available slot in the lineup has been the Defense Against the Dark Arts yeah. teacher. And there's already a potions master, Severus Snape. And so that's kind of telling of like, what is going on with Dumbledore right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, we find out Snape uh, meets with Narcissa Malfoy, Draco's mother, and her sister, Bellatrix Lestrange. And he makes a vow to them, a mysterious vow. Mm. Yeah. A mysterious vow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, an unbreakable vow to be yes, that. Yes, yes. But yeah. they don't say exactly Okay, what. so they, they don't it, let you know. At the time. It's just what the unbreakable vow is. But yeah, it is a, it's a vow that if you break it, you die. It's yeah, for you, real. You have, to, you have to not do it. Yeah. So uh, then the next morning, Harry, Ron, and Hermione get their ordinary wizarding level results along with the list yeah, of schools. Yeah, their SATs <laughs> yeah. come back in and it tur- and they figure out what classes they're going to be taking. Yeah, and they see Draco, who they're like, uh, this dude's definitely a Death Eater. <laughs> yeah, so it's, the world is kind of like up in arms right now. People are kind of on a witch hunt. Um, the forces are growing. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're definitely thinking, oh. Draco's joined up. Like, he's for real, real now. He's not just a jerk. He's actually a powerful and evil jerk. <laughs> yeah. And so on the Hogwarts Express, they're talking about that suspicion. But Ron and Hermione are like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> he's a kid. We, yeah. We, yeah. Like, they're like, there's no way. Uh, so then they get to school. Oh, my gosh. It's all coming back to me now what this book is. Yeah. They, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They I get back to school book. and Dumbledore announced that Snape is the defense against the dark arts teacher, which up until this point, we Snape already has always are... apparently wanted the job. Yeah. But we've always known that everyone who's been the defense against the dark art teacher, either something's always up. Yeah. They so. always have to leave at the end of the year. They're yeah. always replaced. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, uh, <laughs> Harry actually does well in potions. Uh, and then he, yes. uh, b- but this is because he uh, used uh, received a used potion book that once belonged to someone named the Half Blood Prince. Yeah, and it has all these like writings in it of like, don't do that. That's dumb. Do this instead. Yeah. And he's like, okay, and he does it, and all of a sudden, Horace Slunghorn's like, whoa, you're the most brilliant person at potions I've ever seen. Why you remind me of your mother at your age? She was the most brilliant potions person i've ever seen and he's like oh dope <laughs> yeah so then i uh, he ends up uh using the tips to win a bottle of felix felicis more commonly known as liquid luck mm-hmm. and uh this pleases slughorn and uh so uh 
Believing uh, Harry needs to learn Voldemort's past to gain advantage uh, in the battle, Dumbledore schedules regular meetings with Harry in his office. Yeah, so it turns out that like Dumbledore kept Harry definitely at arm's length in the book before, and it's because of his link to uh, to Voldemort. But Voldemort has kind of like figured it out now. So Dumbledore's like, I gotta step in. I gotta make sure that your brain is protect yeah. from this weird, crazy connection thing. And also be like kind of training you up to make sure that you're ready for this upcoming war, which feels like it is brewing. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that potion I told you about, well, uh, Harry uses it uh, and use uh, gets Slughorn's unedited memory. And this is where he learns that Slughorn told Riddle, uh, Tom Riddle, uh, a.k.a. Voldy, mm-hmm. about the process of splitting one's soul and hiding it in several objects called Horcruxes. Only by committing a murder can a wizard turn an object into a horcrux. Voldemort has created six of them, making himself virtually immortal by placing a piece of his soul in each one. Which means he did six murders. Uh, yeah. And then he kept the last, uh, the seventh and last one within his body. Dumbledore explains that in order to destroy Voldemort, all the horcruxes must first be destroyed. Two horcruxes, Rill's diary, uh, and a ring belonging to Voldemort's grandfather, Marvolo, Marvolo Gaunt, mm-hmm. have already been destroyed. Yeah. Four others remain. That's what you see at the beginning. You're like, what's up with Dumbledore's hand? And it turns out that he'd been hunting horcruxes Ooh, on the side. Yeah. He's like, I got to take care of this dude. Yeah. Like, it's, it's You're seeing to... the decline of Dumbledore too. It seems like he's weaker. He's like not quite on his A game. He's not quite as funny and loving and jovial. Well, not loving, but he's not quite as funny and jovial as he he once was for sure in this book. Yeah, things have started getting bleak and dark. Yeah, and then some other side business is going on. Is Ron's dating someone, and Hermione is very obviously jealous, <laughs> and uh, they're they're fighting about only it. only after Hermione dates someone, and Ron is super obviously yeah. jealous. In book four, yeah. So this goes <laughs> this 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 will they won't they continues, and they're actually fighting through most of the books. Yeah, uh, until Ron is almost killed uh, in an attempt on Dumbledore's life. Yeah. Then near the end of the year, Harry and Dumbledore journey to a cave to retrieve a suspected Horcrux, uh, Slytherin's locket. And Dumbledore expertly finds a secret passageway to a large pitch black underground lake, which Harry and Dumbledore cross in a small boat. I just realized we forgot to talk about Umbridge, but that's fine. Oh, what happened with Umbridge? She was like the defense. She was the teacher in book five. And she like made everyone's life hell. She's important, oh, yeah. but I, in my summary, I skipped her, but she was the very, very important character. And I was like, wait, where was Umbridge? And then I'm like, oh, she was in book so five and I skipped her. What happened to her at the end of book five? At the end of book five, she is, um, I thought she was like carried out by a bunch of um, forest creatures, but I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, we also forgot to mention Dumbledore's army, which was technically his like band of friends. They make their own. So Okay, so rewind. Book five, there's uh the ministry's kind of stepping in. They're like, no, uh, we're not going to let you spread rumors. We're not going to let you spread lies. We're going to put umbrage in place. We're going to force, you know, we're, we're, we're going to bring you up to code and put umbrage in place to make sure that you're all learning the right thing. She's kind of like becoming more and more, seeking more and more power as they go. And so ends up like becoming actually um, the headmaster of Hogwarts eventually and kind of instruct, like, enforcing all of these terrible rules and so to like rebel they make this uh group called Dumbledore's army 
and uh, and Dumbledore's army includes Luna Lovegood, includes um, you know yeah. Neville Longbottom, and then um, Dumbledore's army is the one that ends up going to try to go fight Dumbledore. The the goal of the army is for Harry to help train them to protect themselves because uh, because of um, Umbridge as the teacher, she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna only teach you theory because you're children and you don't need to actually know how to protect yourself because there's nothing to protect yourselves from. And Harry's like. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there you, is. You're right. Uh, Dolores got abducted by centaurs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she gets like, she's like, they, she gets taken into the woods. Yeah, they're like yoink, and Dumbledore eventually saves her, but it, it, she eventually kind of uh, steps back. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. After That's getting such yoinked. a good. She's so terrible. She's like the one of the greatest evil characters ever written, in my opinion. She's so terrible. Oh man. Um, but yes, back to book six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, so they try and go get, get this uh, Slytherin locket. Uh, they go into the island. Oh, yeah. Harry. So Dumbledore decides to take Harry on a Horcrux field trip. He, his training's been enough. Uh, but he's like, Harry, before we go, you have to say yes to everything. Everything from now until I, you know, until the end, you have to do what I say. And he's like, okay. So they go to this like little death island and uh, they and he forces Harry to have him drink this potion that weakens uh, the person drinking it. And so because they go together, they are able, if one person went alone, they would have drank all the potion and not been uh, strong enough to get the Horcrux, but they went together. So Dumbledore takes all the potion, weakens himself. Harry finds the Horcrux, except for it's not a Horcrux. It's a phony. Someone else had already gotten that Horcrux and it was all for nothing. And so they go back to Hogwarts and they find out in their absence that the Death Eaters have invaded Hogwarts and are holding it hostage. And they go into a tower and they find uh, they find Draco Malfoy and Salazar's. They find Draco Malfoy and Snape, and uh, it is with a, it is uncovered that it was Draco's job to be killing Dumbledore, which is why there was that accidental attempt on Ron's life that was misguided. Of it was course. because a boy was trying to do it, and Snape had made the unbreakable vow that he would help. Um, they, that he would help keep uh his, Draco from messing up and being killed by uh Voldemort. It looks like he um, it looks like that Dumbledore is going to reason his way out with Draco, but it doesn't go right, and uh, Snape ends up killing Dumbledore, and Dumbledore falls from the tower, leaving Harry um hidden. The whole time, because 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 Dumbledore tells Harry to hide. Yeah, and Snape uh, reveals that he is the Half Blood Prince. He is, yeah, and so he has written that book. He like wrote all the notes in that book, and he is the one that uh, killed Dumbledore and chose his true colors finally as being a de facto Death Eater. And all the Death Eaters run off. They have killed the headmaster of Hogwarts. Everybody's in an uproar. The and war. Harry is shooketh. Yeah, we all shook. We're yeah. all shook. I remember when I read that, I was crying <laughs> for days. <laughs> uh, but uh, but now Harry's like, I'm not going but, back to school. Yeah, he's like, it's time. I'm gonna. I'm take- killing him. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take this. Horcrux field trip and make it a camping trip. Yeah, so you know how most people- And I'm not people, going back to school. Like, I'm going to take a, a year off uh, to find myself. He's like, no, I'm taking a year off to find pieces of Voldemort's soul and yeah. put them in the dirt. And so that's what he does. All of book seven, it's uh, him 
and Ron and Hermione say they're coming too, and it's a it's a it's a time to be alive. Where he tries to hunt down through various uh, means, various trophies that Voldemort has put in his soul onto, uh, and they all mean different things to Voldemort. It is a very like difficult time. the The relationships are all tested. Meanwhile, the the greater world and Wizarding world is all in in turmoil to the point where the minister for uh, like the actual prime minister of England and like actual muggles are having to like powerful muggles are having to be informed of the situation because it's like it's affecting muggles. It's affecting people are dying. People, people in the school, it's the school itself. The, um, the ministry for magic has fallen. It's now in control by these uh, death eaters. And so is Hogwarts. Hogwarts is being run by Severus Snape, I believe, or in the Caro twins, Electo. It's like two other Death Eaters and Caro. Meh, I'm very sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, uh, <laughs> and uh, and so Harry eventually tracks down most of them. He has to return to Hogwarts for a couple of them. Uh, and do you want to wrap it up there, Ify? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Getting a little convoluted here. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's fine. So, yeah, this the main thing that happens in this one is the mysterious RAB that kind of is carryovers from the half. So the one, yeah. So in the Half Blood Prince, that that locket that they were like, psych, it's not really a a uh, Uh, a Horcrux. Yeah, someone else had already taken it, and it was RAB, and that was like what we all had to sit for and make the theories about between that. So yeah, who ends up being RAB? It's Regulus Arturus Black, who is Sirius's Black's brother, oh. uh, who was a Death Eater. So Sirius and his brother got obviously they had a falling out when his brother tur- became a Death Eater, but uh, Regulus ended up turning on the Dark Lord, thinking this is not what I wanted, and trying to help. Uh, destroy that locket so he took it um and it ends up being i believe in creature's possession who's a house elf nice in uh the yeah so yeah so this eventually <laughs> leads leads to them both a f- trying to find the rest of the horcruxes mm-hmm. and b finding the deathly hollows this yes yeah, so it, it there's oh i'm glad that you brought up the deathly hollows because that's the book final book but it's it's uh so it turns out that now Voldemort is seeking these Deathly Hollows that are um, a way to be master of death and like a very powerful wizard. There, the story goes. It's kind of a children's story that a lot of people don't believe, but it ends up being real. And it turns out that Dumbledore was a big like uh, in his day wanted to look like was a searcher of them and. He also was connected to another dark wizard who was a searcher of them, Grindelwald, who comes into major play in later movies. Um, but so, yes, there, so we find out that we've actually been in contact with a lot of these hollows throughout the book series and had no idea. Harry had a um, invisibility cloak that was gifted to him in book, I think, uh, was it book? No, that was book one. Book one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloak. So there's uh, Harry has had this invisibility cloak that he was gifted in book one. That's a Deathly Hollow because there's like no other cloak that um, can turn a person invisible. And that is belonged to the Pruitt brother who wanted to be um, invisible from death. There is a wand that this third, the second Pruitt brother, I think they're the Pruitts. 
Anyway, there are three brothers who get gifts from death. The first brother asks for an invisibility cloak to hide himself from, well, the last brother, but I'm getting a little complicated. One brother asks for an invisibility cloak to hide himself from death. One asks for an all-powerful wand. And then the third brother asks for the ability to recall people from death. So he gets a stone. The Peverell. The Peverell, thank you. The Pruitts are, are a different family in Harry Potter. Um, the... So the stone we haven't we hadn't seen yet, uh, but the the wand actually turned out to be um, Dumbledore's wand, and uh, the cloak and was Harry's in Harry's possession this whole time. So Harry has a decision to make if he's going to hunt Horcruxes to battle uh, Voldemort, or if he's going to hunt Hollows to battle Horcruxes or to battle Voldemort. And that's kind of the big thing. Like, does he want to be all powerful OP master of death man? Or does he think that the best, um, you know, offense is a good defense to like throw down on those Horcruxes. And meanwhile, you know, Hogwarts is in disarray. All of his friends are still under the, you know, under the oppressive uh, regime there with the, the death eaters. But he chooses in the end to actually go for the Horcruxes. He returns to Hogwarts, uh, and um, the it is at that around that point that Voldemort realizes he's hunting the Horcruxes. So he so everyone is kind of culminating into this final battle of Hogwarts, where all of the students and teachers and people there are trying to protect the school long enough for Harry to finish the job. So that they can all kill Voldemort at last. Meanwhile, Voldemort does have the wand, uh, and Harry comes upon the stone. It's given to him. It's actually, um, like he gets. Uh, the Voldemort has the wand, but it's not one working for him, and he doesn't know why. And it turns out that it's actually it was one, um, not by Voldemort like he thought, but it was actually won by Harry. And so Harry is the true possessor of the wand because you can only win the wand if you like. If you win, it's a, like if you get it from its previous master. Harry unwittingly becomes the only known possessor of all three hollows and master of death, um, which becomes important later. But so he's gifted that stone um, in like a way throwback to his <laughs> his first uh, Quidditch match. It's inside of a uh, golden snitch, and uh, he has the he gets the wand. Um, because he's technically the possessor of it and he already had the cloak. Um, but so he's back at Hogwarts and everybody's kind of having a kerfuffle over um, him trying to track down the last few hollows. And uh, Neville Blongbottom, in a stroke of brilliance, freaking throws down and cuts off the head of the snake, Nagini, who is one of the Deathly Hollows with the sword of Slytherin, or with the sword of Gryffindor, which technically has embedded in it basilisk venom which is able to destroy horcruxes because of harry's earlier fight with the basilisk harry is killed by voldemort but actually isn't dead because he is the master of death so he resurrects and then he ends up killing voldemort in the yeah and then he breaks the wand it's like all powerful wand he he uses it to fix his old wand and it breaks it (laughs) yeah like he, he like voldemort tries to zap harry but yeah. it doesn't work on him, and it, it it knocks him out for a bit, and he goes into kind of this like in between. But the realm. second time, the second time, yeah, and it says like there's a second time when he tries to in the final onslaught when it's like p- 
post post dead Harry. He's yeah, back. Yeah, okay. And then Voldemort tries to use the death curse on him, but it refuses to use it on Harry because it because chose it's it. the wand. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Harry doesn't have possession of the wand, but he technically is the true owner of the, yeah. of that wand because of he won the wand's allegiance. I mean, it seems like also like was there a lot of differences between the books and the movies? Yeah, especially in the like the later um, ones, there's some plot differences, which like also as a fan uh, that you know maybe hasn't read those last two novels in a mi- in a minute, it does like like kind of mess with your brain. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. What, what actually happens? Um, I know in the in the like. In the books, in the movies, there's a lot of discrepancies, especially in, like, the last. But for the most part, it stays pretty true, like, um, plot-wise. But, you know, tragically, like like I mentioned, in the books, he fixes his wand and then he breaks the other one. Yeah. And in the movies, he doesn't. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> silly. He's like, he's like, nah, we're going <clears> to <throat> keep it. Yeah. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to talk about is you went to London to see, uh, what was it? Was it a Harry Potter play? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How was I what see was Cursed that Child. about? Yeah, what is that oh, about? And what and was it great? Oh wow! So, you know, we see Harry Potter ends. We get an epilogue of like years later, and it's like Harry at the train station with his two sons. Now, one's already assorted Gryffindor. It's the eleven-year-old's birthday. He's like, "What if I get?" put into Slytherin and Harry's like, "You know, what? Slytherin's not that bad actually." Uh, it turns out Snape was good the whole time. And was actually um, working with uh, Dumbledore to overthrow Voldemort and was, you know, on their side and actually had made a promise to to Dumbledore that he would kill him if he needed, if Dumbledore said to, and he did. Um, so he's like, no, you know, one of the greatest, most brave wizards I've ever known, Severus Snape, um, was a, was a, you know, Albus Severus, which he, he named his kids this weird name. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, he he was a Slytherin, so like it doesn't matter what your house is, like, you know, Slytherin is still fine. And um, so that's how the books end. And so then the Cursed Child is a play that J.K. Rowling helped like inspire. I don't I don't think sh- she actually wrote it. Um, there were other writers on it, but she helped uh, develop it, and it's a play that happens after that epilogue and it actually like follows those the the kid Albus Severus um into that year of oh, nice. Hogwarts after the and it's like a it's a play uh Broadway play like performance. Oh wow. Yeah, so I went to so I really wanted to go see it um when it came to New York. I read the bo- I read the screenplay when it dropped. So they dropped the screenplay for all those people who were fans that like couldn't go physically see the play. And when it happened, there was a lot of disappointment and confusion because of like how it was written. It didn't feel like rolling, rolling throughout the or rowling throughout the novels. It felt like, like I said, there was all these like things that were mentioned in book one that had huge payoffs in book seven. And you're like, this was clearly all like mad, like a mad woman put all this stuff together and like had all these through lines. And it was amazing and really well thought out. And the rules of the world, it was so rich uh, and where in the play, the play felt short is it felt like it took a lot of those rules that were already made and like didn't adhere to them. Yeah. Uh, it took like a, it, it felt like very often like confusing. But so, but so I was kind of disappointed. It a lot of people, me included, kind of felt like it felt like a little bit closer to fan fiction. It didn't really feel. It felt like it took a lot of liberties. It felt like it didn't really 
feel like the same voice and it, um, but seeing it in person was really incredible. It's a two part, uh, two part play. And I honestly would say to those who like did not enjoy it, I like the writing, if you see it in person, it really comes to life with the characters and it's a really fun way to, um, reinteract with the story and some, a new generation and see these characters. Like it's not, it's a new version. I like to think of it as like, it's kind of own separate thing. It doesn't, you know, it's not exactly the same Harry or exactly the same Ron and, but it is like, you know, a really cool extension of the universe and, and a really cool thing that I haven't seen a lot out of other, um, fandoms. I haven't seen a lot of like, per, like per play versions that were official, like that just tell a new story, um, adding to the world. So it's, it's really, and also the way it's like, it's, it's the actors, the, the way the spectacle is done and magic is shown on stage. It's so cool. Like the way that they handle the magic and the transitions of movement of, of the, um, the world is just, it feels so as a big fan for a life, it feels so cool to watch like magic in front of you on stage and feel like physically a part of the world in a way that you never have before. So I loved it. I loved it. But I will say like it, it's it has its flaws plot wise. Okay. Well, you know, I think that's a great place to leave it. I mean, we could I mean, there's more oh Harry Potter outside of what we talked about there's that goes movies. There's way ahead of that but i think the this new trilogy or this, yeah whatever it ends up being yeah there's now a new wizarding world yeah. they've expanded it so that it's just called wizarding world i believe or wizarding yeah i believe it's that and uh and now they have all of these new movies that are taking yeah. place in different times so so that the, but this <sighs> is the perfect way to kind of you know hopefully Wet your whistle a bit and get you to jump in. Thank you so much, Kelsey, yeah. for sitting through all of this with me. It was <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, it's I dense. did. It's a I forgot voice. how long that book series was until we were going through it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a long one." But where can people find you? Yeah, so that you can find me on all platforms at Kelsey Dangerous. Uh, I am yeah. I am on Twitch. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. You name it, your girl's on it, Kelsey Dangerous. I also, my main job, as you mentioned before, is uh, working for BuzzFeed Multiplayer, uh, youtube.com slash BuzzFeed Multiplayer. So you can see all my content, I put content everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know me, it's your boy, Ify Wadiway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. The Discord is discord.gg slash salt squad. And if you like to watch me play video games, come through on the Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash ifds. Drop those Twitch Prime subs. Yeah. A few of y'all have been coming through. I truly love when y'all come in, say nerd fam, drop the Twitch Prime sub, and then disappear into the night. Oh, uh, wow. How but, magical. You know, if you if you ever want to do that for me as well, <laughs> twitch.tv yeah. slash Kelsey Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, we're all playing games. We're playing, we're game friends too. But uh, yeah, that's been Harry Potter. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, what are your favorite moments from Harry Potter? Tweet them at us. Tag us. Let's Who's keep the conversation. Character? Yeah, I know. There's what so much. What food from Harry Potter do you want to eat? Yeah, if all you of that. Eat it. Hit us up on the Twitters. Uh, but until next time, everybody, stay nerdy. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.